Welcome to the Cards and Cartridges podcast. I'm your host, OG Retro, a.k.a. Ryan. I'm here with my man, Koozie Retro Games, also known as Chris. Today, we're going to be talking about the Pokemon reprint and the Six Days in Fallujah controversial shooting game that is being remade after 12 years out of existence. I've never heard of that, but my two <laughs> topics are... I wanted to talk about the rise in GameCube and PS2 collecting on the video game Ooh. side. And on the uh, on the card side, I wanted to talk about bulk subs versus submitting yourself to PSA. Submitting yourself to PSA. Well, not, you're not going to submit yourself. <laughs> submitting your cards by yourself to PSA. So we're going to go over stuff we're like... We're both Gem Mint 10s, by the way. The pricing, the, the turnaround times, which are atrocious right now. We're, we're going to get into all this on this first episode. We hope These you guys These are good enjoy. topics. And just to be clear, we had no... To, the way we're doing this is we're coming to the table with two to three topics each without any knowledge of the other person's topic. Nope. So Chris had no idea what I'm going to talk about today. I had no idea what he was bringing to the table today. And we're just going to see how it goes uh, for this first episode. Um, we thought Chris, that like, we can like, that we can bring up the topic and then each of us are knowledgeable about enough topics in these categories to where we can spew knowledge back and forth to each other and inform and entertain you guys, the audience. But also if someone brings up something which the other person doesn't know about, like, I don't know about this new controversial game that's coming out. It's something that I can learn about too and ask questions, which you guys probably have also. Awesome. Yeah. Um, who, what should we talk about first, dude? You want to go with... Uh... Yeah, let's talk about let's talk the about the PS2. rise in GameCube yeah. and PS2 collecting. I know I've recently seen that, and even with us doing our weekly live claim sales on Twitch at 8 p.m. Eastern on Thursday nights, small plug, actually had more <laughs> after we record this, but I've noticed a lot more people are interested in GameCube and PS2 collecting. Dude, and you know what's funny? I uh, I just had something something I've never done before. Uh, shout out my man uh, Bosnian on Instagram. We did a live private shopping session. <laughs> I saw that. That was interesting because I've, I've had people DM me before and be like, "Hey, bro, you got any GameCube games?" And like, send me a picture of like your GameCube games, and I'll just like snap a picture of like how much for this, this, and this. But that's interesting. You guys had like a parent-teacher conference yeah. of like buying games. Yeah. So my man's going for the full PS2 set, um, or at least what he wants like he's going for a lot of it uh anything weird wild and he's he's a fun fun dude so basically why i'm bringing this up is just in relation to this is because i was so shocked when looking up some of these game prices and like even just like i i remember when like the average price for ps2 games probably was like i don't know four or five dollars i was gonna say five or six PS2 and then, games. like now, it's like nine, ten. I feel like, or like eight, Quick nine. Background: like, How long yeah. have you been collecting video games? I've, I mean, so technically, like I'm only, only like a hardcore collector, maybe like three, four years. Maybe I've been three like, years. Oh, yeah, I've been like a hardcore collector of like four years. So, like back when I started, like PS, like people didn't really care about PS2, but I think there's a lot of recent things coming up where like. PS, especially PS2, because GameCube's always been kind of popular, but especially PS2, there's definitely a rise in it and more people going for sets and more of the popular games. You were just talking about kind of the average price going from four or five dollars to nine or ten dollars. I wrote down something here. I traded uh 
Young Games 916 on Instagram two years ago for a copy of Haunting Ground on PS2. Very expensive and game. When, when the common games go up, you see the rare games go up exponentially. When mm-hmm. I got the game, when I got Haunting Ground two years ago, it was valued at 160 complete. Looking now, it's about $300 complete. So it has doubled in price in two years. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's literally, yeah, it's across the board, across the board, really, we're seeing price increases like that on like, honestly, so many games you can, that go, it goes beyond just GameCube and PS2. Like think about, think about just a year ago when like, yeah, like a year ago, you could get a lot of Game Boy Color, like Pokemon games for like 50, 60 bucks. CIB. Yes. yes. Like was- definitely, definitely two years ago. Like, now that is something I think is like the market changing. So yeah. since we obviously saw stuff uh, spike in price because of Corona, for example, Wii Sports went from being a $20 game all day, every day to a $40, $45 game all day. But I also think it's kind of the investors coming in. We've been seeing these high auctions on a website such as Heritage Auctions for especially like sealed and graded Pokemon games. And it's not even video game collectors that are buying these. It's people with a lot of money who are coming in from the coin and sneaker worlds, buying these games up as investment purposes and hoping to flip them down the road, which is therefore getting more people interested and driving the price up even more. Yeah, that's interesting you say that. I mean... It's, it's, we're living in like the most hype culture I think we've ever lived in right now. And like, exactly. People are reselling everything. And I know we didn't want to talk about the McDonald's. We're just going to touch on it, but people are reselling McDonald's packs. You know what I'm saying? So like, we've gotten to the, uh, we've gotten to the point where it's like, yeah, these, and I think especially with stuff that is nostalgic and we do have like, Speaking I mean, of first, this, yeah, go ahead. I mean, like, like Logan Paul, like people get mad at him that he spent $2 million on Pokemon cards and whatever. He spent a lot of money, but he's rich and he, if I had $2 million to blow, that's the thing, dude. And I had, right. I think anybody who has $2 million to blow and grew up with Pokemon cards. And if you had the opportunity to open base set Pokemon cards and it doesn't affect you financially, why not? There's, yeah, yeah. I think he's a douchebag in a lot of other ways, like, but I don't know. That's not one. I feel like that's not one of them. Like, I think if, a lot of people are just rich, jealous. I agree. I think there is some jealousy going on there, but it back is to like is. the nostalgia factor, hmm. specifically with the rise in GameCube and PS2. Now, Ryan, I know you're 25. Yeah, I'm 25, and I'm 22. We grew up with kind of the PS2 and the GameCube. Those were kind of systems that we it maybe more me grew up with that's the stuff i remember playing as a kid so as i i'm now uh less than a year graduated from college i have a full-time job and i have adult money as i start getting adult money you're gonna have more disposable income and you're gonna have those weekends where it's like i got buddies coming over for the weekend we played mario kart double dash as a kid why don't i go on ebay and buy a gamecube four controllers and double dash that's just more people wanting the stuff to relive their nostalgia, which is then causing more demand, which, uh, I mean, the supply is fixed on the amount of game cubes. So then driving the price yeah. up. So it's just us having nostalgia for Pokemon cards or video games. We want this stuff back as adults to either relive it again now or have the stuff for when we have kids to share our, excuse me, share our, share with our kids a slice of what our childhood was like. No, and, and that's exactly it. It comes down to, 
more people having disposable income, uh, more people our age that appreciate this stuff having disposable income. Yes. And, uh, and just also the availability, like it's easier to get these games kind of than ever with people like us and eBay and all the options you have for buying this stuff. Exactly. I mean, with a few clicks of a button, you can have whatever game or whatever system you want delivered to your front door. Yeah. It's crazy. Really is. Do you have anything else to say about that or should, uh, should we move no, I think on? We can go on what, what topic do you got next? I mean, I feel like we covered that pretty well. And I mean, as always, if you guys have anything to say about these topics or have any questions, feel free to hit us up on Instagram and engage with us. We're more than happy to interact with you guys and answer your questions. And even if it's something good, we'll rope it into the next podcast and make it a whole segment. 100%. That's a good point. Um, no, but up next, I was thinking about talking uh, talking about the old Pokemon company making some reprints due to high that. demand did you so also every- see tweeted today they're doing a post malone concert with Pokemon. i did that's huge i the number one celebrity lookalike i get is post malone especially when i have my long hair for those who don't know used to have long hair like 15 16 inches it looked very post malone like and you know i still got the mustache and stuff so it is what it is but that's not what we're talking about we're talking about the reprints uh, that the Pokemon company has tweeted on the 10th that they are doing. So here's the tweet. It says, we're aware that some fans are experiencing difficulties purchasing certain Pokemon TCG products due to very high demand. In response, we are reprinting impacted products at maximum capacity to ensure more fans can enjoy the Pokemon TCG. More info here. Now, the first thing, the first question that I have that comes to mind is like, what sets are Same. they reprinting? Same. I've already seen that they're reprinting uh, Hidden Fates. Yeah, so, well, those have already, that those reprints technically have already started hitting the shelves. Last yes. week was that restock. I unfortunately missed that. Uh, but it might have, I'm going to. I'm going again tomorrow, so we'll see. It is what sets are. I mean, how far back are they going to go? Are they only going to do the most recent set, Champions Path and Vivid Voltage? Because that's what I think. With the rise in Pokemon cards, I feel like Champions Path and Vivid Voltage have been the most two, the two most popular sets in recent memory. So are they just going to print the heck out of these and hope more people get them? And I guess printing more of them, I'm thinking that there's still going to be people buying them. But like, if there's more supply, the price will obviously go down. And I guess they're hoping that the flippers and the scalpers will realize that there's not enough room for profit, leave stuff on the shelves, and then people will be able to come in and buy the stuff that actually want it. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that's their intention. I don't know if they're going to be able to succeed. I don't think so. They, <laughs> it's already so hard right for them to for them to keep product on the shelves you have to have to be there when the stalker is there pretty yeah yeah and it's it's not even i don't even think it's just because of scalpers and flippers there are so many people that want this product like and for instance if even if i couldn't make money on so and i don't really make a lot of money so disclaimer i don't make a lot of money on the new product i sell 
You yeah. guys might think I might make, I do pack openings and stuff for new product. I don't make that much money on those. If like, sometimes I'm breaking even, but yeah. even, even if I was doing that all the time, I wouldn't mind. I would still be like, my demand would still be very high. Same. So your demand I, personally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. My demand personally. And I think, I think a lot of people, I, cause there has never been more demand for Pokemon. Like I have never in my life, even when I was a kid experiencing it for the first time, like it's never been this crazy and it's so dope. Like even like I had a fucking 15 minute conversation with uh, like the lady at Dollar Tree while she was bringing up my hundred packs and like she was, she, she was talking about Pokemon. How are, you know, like, you know, it's just people who never cousin, like the thing she was talking about McDonald's packs. I was like, Jesus Christ. It's like people <laughs> who never thought to be into Pokemon are now into it. Like you're seeing people like post Malone doing a concert for Pokemon. And yeah. there's been rumors what? about Katie. Pa- Katie no, she's Perry doing it confirmed. Not even she rumors. Is. Yes. Katie Perry, Katy Perry's opening Pokemon card packs. She's beautiful. It's insane. And like, you see something like Post Malone do it, Katy Perry doing it, Logan Paul doing it. These people, these are people with millions of fans. So when they do it, their fans get involved and engaged with it, which then drives the hype and the demand around it even more. Yeah, the the hype, that's that's the thing too. The hype as it is at an all-time high. And like as someone who used to do primarily, you know, retro video game content, and now I'd say my content is probably like 60-40 Pokemon to retro gaming. Yeah. Like it's, it's, and, and I want to say like, that's because I love this shit. Like I, you know, I, I've been about all of this for the same amount of time. I've liked retro games. I've liked Pokemon cards for the same amount of time. Right. Like I've been collecting both. I I mean, I collected Pokemon cards when I was a kid. So technically mm-hmm. I've been collecting Pokemon cards longer than I've collected retro games. Right. But I think people like me who it's just like a trickle down effect. It's like, I, it's not, it's not even like I saw Cause low key, I, I started posting about Pokemon on Instagram way before like the Logan Pauls and everyone I got into it this year. And so, like so many other people have been like, I'm not saying like, I'm the only person doing that by like, not even yeah. close, but like, it's just like a trickle down effect of like people getting interested in it. Because if one, one, it's a snowball effect more so. Yes, like if I'm 100%. interested in it, then another person's interested, in it, another person's, interested, and it just like affects said, so many famous people. people with their fans. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's, on a, that's on an insane scale with millions of people. You know what's something I just thought of that also impacts Pokemon cards and sports mm. cards? What's that? You, you know what people like to do? What? People like to gamble. Yeah, it's true. Opening Pokemon cards and opening sports cards is gambling. You're opening a. $20 box of dub wool in in your hoping you're opening a champion's path I'm gonna open $20 box in hopes to pull a $400 rainbow or shiny Charizard so you know you're gambling that money people are people do it for the gambling effect or they're opening the sports cards in order to pull a autographed card or a numbered card or something like that in order to make more money on it there's a a hobby box or a blaster box or a box of 2011 tops update cards 
is eleven thousand dollars because people are hoping to pull the Mike Trout rookie card. Mike Trout's a baseball player, right? Yes, he is. He's kind of like LeBron. He's kind of like the LeBron James of baseball. He's like the goat. No, he's a outfielder. No, he's an idiot. He plays for the he plays for the Angels, and I honestly feel bad for him. And we can get into this on another thing, but I don't think his cards will ever be as impactful as LeBron or a Michael Jordan because he's yeah, never because he's never made the playoffs. I don't believe yeah. he's ever made the playoffs. Yo, I have a question. Yes, how much does like a Derek Jeter rookie card go for? Those have been booming recently. Yo, Derek Jeter is my favorite baseball player ever. Yep, Derek Jeter's cards have been booming recently. Um, just a lot of vintage cards are. Oh, dude, each. I want one. Yeah, that's my next so, goal. Yeah. I gotta get one. Derek Jeter rookie. I'm gonna, he, I'm gonna he, Google it right card now. looks pretty sweet too. How do you know what is? Aren't there like a hundred different styles of rookie so cards? So even on? when you get into the older sets, like on like the newer sets, like it says RC in the corner, so you know it's a rookie card. With the older sets, it doesn't say RC. So, so this is a draft first year. Yeah, this is a draft picks rookie card. Is it? It's kind of green. He's kind of jumping. No, he's not jumping. He's going for a ground ball. Looks like. I think there's a green one where he's jumping. That, that one, one. This is this is thirty five bucks in a PSA nine. Yeah, so that's not that's not his like true rookie card because a lot of players a lot of players have rookie cards or they'll have a rookie debut or they'll have a yeah. something. You have to find their true rookie true baseball. rookie cards. We'll get into this yeah. on another topic. But oh my god! Now I'm distracted. But yeah, let's get back. Oh, fuck! I need a I need a Derek Jeter rookie card. All right, <laughs> continue. I mean that just or. I mean, the, the Pokemon company are reprinting. I think they're trying to do the right thing. Will they succeed? I don't know. It's something that we're going to have to tell in due time. But I, I think it's I think it's a smart move. I mean, they, they don't care about what they don't care about the card values on the secondary market. They just care about them printing and making money. I'm not sure if that's completely true. You I think, think so? I think card companies are completely aware of because well, they care. They, but they care about it too because they know that's a big part of of their like they know that collecting their cards is just as important as and is not going to fire not, us into another junk wax era though. Potential, <laughs> potential. Um, yeah, I've been looking at the population reports of some of these cards, even sports. Uh, yeah, cards, I mean, so high right now. I, I think so too. Like the Charizard, the VMAX Charizard is like over 3,000 PSA 10 yeah. or something. They're like, uh, and they're still and, printing more and they're still boxed but, out. There. But the thing is, like, the price on it is still 780 and 10 or whatever. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. I think the demand really is like fucking so high right now but a junk wax would occur after the fact you know yes. like maybe these yes. cars won't be worth that much in the future whereas like the base set first edition first edition base set zard is like only climbing you know Where yeah, or even something be- from like 2014 or 2016 something that's not champions path and voltage that didn't get the reprint yeah that's the thing too like those are not like the xy evolutions booster box insanity like it's it's selling for they're selling for a thousand dollars now which is like insane um so i i don't know i don't know it'll be interesting to see if they can meet the demand i think it's a good thing they're doing i think it's going to be a while till we a while until we see the effects of this like i don't think they're gonna 
I'll just it say, takes have, a lot to increase production. Like it's oh, not yeah. just a flip of the switch. Like have let's your, increase production. Have your WalMarts or your Targets? Have you seen these signs that say limit two per person yet? Nah, homie. I live in the rural country. We don't have none of that shit. I fight like two people to get Pokemon cards. It's so not a big lucky, deal. Bro. Yeah, so it's. Lucky. I, yeah, I, I talked like, to the distributor today at Target. It was so nice. She was a lovely lady. I didn't. So she, I mean, here this is. She talked to me and was like. I am she has a southern accent, so this is just I'm just imitating her. Honey, man, we haven't gotten any Pokemon cards for a while now. Like I only have a couple of things put on the shelf today. I'm real surprised Are you looking for basketball. I tell you to look for basketball. I know I should I I got I went to Starbucks, got a coffee, and then I was out, dude. I couldn't <laughs> I didn't have time. But she was like, I can't put any, I'm really not putting much on the shelf today. All I got is one or two boxes. And I'm like, dang. And they were only like the trainers toolkits. I was like, fuck out of here with that. Yeah. But um yeah, so, and I was born in Tennessee, by the way. So if anybody <laughs> wants to fight me, there we go. Dude, I want to go to yeah, Nashville. But that's that's oh, dude, would be so sick. That's definitely a spot we got to go. But that's I think that was just showing like there really is like a fucking shortage of and Pokemon the the cards. the tar- one of the tars by my house has a sign that says limit one per person they have to go one upc wow. per person so i could get like a box of baseball cards and i could also get a box of pokemon cards but it's one per person wow so it's, yeah. it'll be interesting to see if all targets and all walmarts implement that i even saw a thing on uh uh instagram today or twitter today that's one of those one of the stores was keeping all of the cards behind the electronics counter and you had to go talk yeah. to the guy in the electronics to see if they had any and buy them. <laughs> that's nuts I guess we can hop into the next topic. The next topic I want to talk about was, and I know personally on Instagram, I get a lot of questions about how do I submit to PSA? Should I submit this to PSA? What's a bulk submission? So hopefully us talking about this on the podcast will kind of give you guys some information and help you guys decide what you actually want to do. So I want to talk about the difference between a bulk submission and a personal submission to PSA. So I pricing, I guess, is the first thing we can talk about. When you are submitting to PSA yourself, there are two options that you can go through right now. There's a $50 per card and there's a $75 per card, which is a lot of money to get a card graded. The From personal experience, the $75 per card, now mind, I live in Michigan, so I then have to ship to California and have them receive it and then have it shipped back to me in Michigan. So we're looking probably about a week of actual shipping time. It's about a month yep. from it's about a month from door to door to get my card back. And I'm hearing for the $50 submission, it's about six to eight weeks. So there's there's you can look at that. There's there's your timing and your quick pricing. Wait, that's for PSA? PSA. I think it's more than six to eight weeks at this point. For the $50 the, card. The 50, yeah. Crazy. I think it's ever- gotta be like I'd say 12 to 16. I haven't done that one yet. That's just from what a couple people told me, but maybe they live yeah. closer and just, I mean, ramping it up. I saw some dude said he, unless, they, unless they've gotten, cause the last submission I did was I got back, like, I think two weeks ago and that was an express sub. And that took like six weeks. I saw some dude said he like submitted like cards on like, like one day and he submitted cards the next day. And his like order numbers were a difference of 2000. Wow. Like one day. That's pretty incredible. So, I mean, that just shows you how a smart cards, test to do <laughs> how many cards you're getting. But then, so I use now, Ryan, I think uses a different group sub than me, so he can touch on it too. But the group sub I use is called one of one card shop PSA on Instagram. 
great guys over there. They had their own uh, card shop in Ohio. I hope to visit it one day. They just opened up. But they do a 10-day sub, which is $50 per card, a 20-day sub, which is $25 per card, and a 45-day, which breaks down to you can do 45-day 2018 to present for 16, 2017 to prior for 10, and a vintage for 9. Now, I say 10, 20, and 45 leniently. I submitted very leniently, I want to tell you guys. I submitted a 45-day sub with them last June, and I have not got it back yet. Yeah. If you are submitting with a group sub, be prepared to wait months on months on months for your cards to come back. It's not the group sub's fault. It's just the way PSA handles group submissions. Yeah, and so going on top of that, I have now used two different group submission people, and I've submitted plenty of cards myself, and I'll give you my opinions on it. So... The first group sub I was using was uh, people called TCA Gaming, a person called TCA Gaming. And he actually, it was like, he was like almost a middleman. They did it through Bloodkins Collectibles, uh, which is a pretty popular collectibles place in Texas, I think. And I is, I, I'm in the same boat as Koozie with that one. I submitted them around June or something, and I'm still waiting back, like still waiting for those cards. And the pricing was like only like 12, 12 $17 yeah. a card or something. It all, it all um, depends on value too. Right. So one of them I have there is a potential like 10K plus card. I have a first edition Typhlosion that is near mint to mint. Like insane. Just perfect condition. Yeah. But over the last six months, it's been sitting in an intern's pen cup, getting coffee and Cheeto dust spilled on it. Exactly. <laughs> but I, so, I mean, I was... I wasn't as impressed. I'm not as impressed with the, the first group sub as I am with my second group sub. And I'll tell you why. So the second group sub I did was through DFW Pokemon, DFW Pokemon, and they're a very popular group of people who have been doing all the box breaks with Steve Aoki and uh, like all all the celebrity box breaks. They've kind of been a part of helping them source boxes and being there to authenticate boxes. So they're like a huge, huge kind of persona in the Pokemon community per se. Um, they're very reputable. They have a big uh, reputation to uphold and whatnot, and they offer a grading service. So I want to, a lot of people really uh, recommended them. And so I was like, fuck it, I'll try. They had really good, really good pricing. And uh, people were saying their turnaround times are better than some others, like for whatever reason, I don't know why. So we're going to test that. Anyways, number one, they live in Texas. So if you have, they live right next to BGS. So if you have cards that are going to Beckett, uh, Beckett is in Texas and they can drop them off right there. So about that because I want to get some cards graded by Beckett, but uh, the group submission that I go through only does PSA, not Beckett. So yeah, yeah. DFW does PSA and Beckett and they do sports card grading and Pokemon card grading uh, pretty much whatever you need. So I sent in a 109 card submission um, for Beckett and the prices did just go up through Beckett, which kind of sucks, but it, it is what it is. Like, I think what Beckett did with the price increases, they're trying to uh, catch up on submissions. And I think the prices will come down maybe, but like due to, due to volume that they've been taking in, they have, the economy grade, which is $38, is the lowest price now. 
uh, for Beckett is now taking six to seven months, apparently. And then the standard, which is $55 a card is four to five months, which is just wild. So prices for Beckett are kind of still rough. Um, Whereas PSA through DFW, 45 business days, which is taking five to six months is $12 a card. And then the 20 business days, which is one to uh, two months, one to two months is $70 a card, which is, is a pretty gnarly price increase there. So basically I'd be surprised if you even got it back in one to two months. Yeah. So basically you're, you're waiting a lot of time. Card grading is expensive. Uh, you gotta be, you, when, when going to grade a card, I mean, there's a lot of reasons to grade a card and a lot of reasons I think to choose bulk subs over, uh, you know, subbing it yourself. For I instance, think the biggest for, thing on choosing bulk versus yourself is how fast do you want it back? How many cards are you submitting? Because if you if you submitted your 109 card yourself, a $50 card, you're dropping 20 grand to grade cards or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's a insane. lot. And yeah. so it's like how many cards you're submitting and also the value. If you pull one card, like I pulled a Rainbow Charizard a few times out of a Champion's Path box. I want that back ASAP. It's one card. It's $400 raw. I don't want to wait nine months to get it back. Then I'm going to spin it myself. But if you got cards that aren't worth a ton of money raw, maybe they're just nostalgic to you, or maybe that you think they're going to go up in the future, but you don't need them back right away. Choose bulk, save the money. Yeah. Bulk's good for the long-term play. And then anything, if you know, you need to flip that card. If you're trying to flip that card, sell a card right away and you know value value might be going down like as you said like some of these newer cards the modern cards uh you want to get that turnaround time 75 dollars a card whatever i think it is submitting it yourself at psa for that express uh and that that's usually like a month i found which is pretty good my buddy um, just bought the uh shiny charizard at a card shop by our house yesterday he paid 250 for it not bad at all no, not at all. I think it's a little off center on the back, uh, bottom to top, but I think PSA grades down at 60 40, so he's shooting for that 10. Nice, hell yeah, dude. Well, should we talk anything else to cover about grading? I don't know. No, it's just it's just do your research, find a group sub that is reputable, like Ryan said, and then like the one I said. If you guys have any questions about it, you can probably get in contact with them or even us, and we'll try our best to help. Uh, the one of one card shop PSA has been great. You send them, you send them all uh, your cards. Oh, they receive it. They add everybody to a Google sheet in that submission. And then they just kind of update along in the Google sheet and also via their story on where your cards are at in the process. They then uh, DM you back and say, Hey, we received your cards back. What's your address? Here's how much you owe for shipping. Would you like to add insurance on your package? It's been nothing but great with them. Just sucks waiting the long amount of time. Yeah. I don't know about the, I don't know how DFW does like updating but the thing I did like is they do a video when they get all the mail in to confirm, like to confirm just that they got the cards and everything. And they, they upload that to like YouTube or do they go yeah, live on Twitter? They upload it to Facebook. Uh, so their Facebook is DFW Pokemon and you see, you can see all their mail calls. So you can see, you know, what submission everybody else is doing too. And then you also see the grades that people got back. So I think that's pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah. Great. All right. That's, let's throw it into the last topic. And then what do you oh, got yeah. to say? This, <laughs> what do you got to say? All right, so this is kind of an interesting one. And I didn't really know about this, uh, you know, going into it, but I was just doing some research about what we could talk about for video games. And I, I saw this and I was like, holy shit. So this game called uh, Six Days in Faluya, I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, okay. It's a controversial shooting game. It was set during the Iraq War. 
And it's finally coming out after nearly 12 years after it was first announced. So it was announced like uh, 2000, 2008, 2009. I think that was supposed to come out on. Do you know? I think Xbox 360 or Windows PC. Hmm. It was either Xbox 360, Windows PC, or both. Anyways, um, so it was a game based on the Iraq War. And it was highly controversial because it, it was like, supposed to be released while i mean while the war was like basically still going on and there were some there were some ridiculous scenes of like people hanging and like really gnarly depictions of the war and yeah, i feel like you can't release so, a game about a war while the war is still going on yeah and so this is an excerpt from the verge they say according to a news release from the game's publisher the tactical game will be based on true stories gathered from members of the military as well as iraqi civilians who lived during the second battle of fallujah fallujah in 2004 and so konami was originally publishing it but uh they dropped out due to the backlash and so now this game is being published by uh hold up let me see um do you know what systems it's coming out on? It's coming out on all the major systems. Um, oh, so I thought it maybe just kind of be like a, like a, just small company releasing it on PC type deal, but it's coming out on like PS5, Xbox X, or what if the new Xbox is even called? Yeah, so Xbox, Xbox Series S. Yeah, yeah, so this was uh, so developing the title is Highwire Games. Um, I don't they oh so they've actually. And the company created by Jamie Greishmeer, game designer for the Halo and Infamous franchises. So this is pretty pretty serious developers that here. Quick side note, RIP. I heard uh, the Halo servers on Xbox 360 are actually shutting down this year. I know. I did see that. Quick uh, moment of silence. Do you, you played Halo, didn't you? You like oh, Halo so much. Halo. I I, I never had an Xbox. Ever. I never had an Xbox growing up, but my neighbor had an Xbox, and his big game was Halo. So I, pl- I played a little bit of Halo oh, back in the day. Some of the best memories. But yeah, this was originally announced in 2009 and uh, for the PlayStation 3, Xbox 360, Windows PC. And uh, this is a quote that the Kon- a Konami spokesperson told Japanese news- uh, newspaper Asahi at the time, saying, after seeing the reaction of the video game in the United States and hearing opinions sent through phone calls and email, we decided several days ago not to sell it. Wow. So you're kind of getting uh, bombarded. Yeah. So, and, uh, so a former re- Marine also had something to say, and he said, but he's in favor of it. He says, sometimes the only way to understand what's true is to experience reality for yourself. And he said, uh, he was the one who originally proposed the idea for six days in Fallujah back in 2005. Wow. And uh, not only did he participate in the battle, but was wounded during the fighting. And he says, war is filled with uncertainty and tough choices that can't be understood by watching someone on TV or movie screen make these choices for you. But he said, video games can help all of us understand real world events in ways other media can't, which is interesting. So it's going to be really immersive. That is kind of terrifying. It's really not a game that I might, I don't know if I, I'm not a huge uh, like war game person. I, I like war. I, so I like, I mean, the only war game I played was like Call of Duty. Yeah. I like that. And I, I, I did like it back then. I just I used to stream it. <laughs> Heavy sounds so gnarly. I don't know, man. A lot of heavy topics here. Um, I think it, 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 it's, it's gonna be an informational stream. The people need to know. I need to know. I have no idea what the game is, or I, mean, I don't even know how to spell Fuya. 
Yeah, I don't. I I definitely don't know how to spell it, and I've read it a bunch of times. Um, and I guess a lot of people are are when is excited to come for, out. It's slated for this year. It's uh, slated for this year, but no official release date. I don't think. That's that's interesting. I wonder how many games actually like get canceled due to any reason, and then they become a game later in the future. It'd be cool to kind of research and learn about those types of games. Oh yeah. It definitely would be, but yeah, so that's interesting. I just thought I'd bring that up. Cause it's like, I don't, I'm, I'm all for it. It's got, it's got the endorsement from so many, uh, so many like people that serve. So it's, it's interesting. I feel like I have no place to talk about that, but I feel like a lot of people, if it would, it had, to, it has to represent it like perfectly. Like, yeah. You know, like it's got to do a good job, or else it's like. Are, kind you of know, are you gonna? Is it gonna be like a first person, like you're like the soldier in the war type deal? Yeah, it looks. I think it's a first person shooter. Yeah. Like, so it's gonna be like heavy. So I doubt there'd be any multiplayer. It'd just be heavily like no, campaign based. Very, very campaign based. Yeah. Are you a big fan of campaigns, or you're more of a multiplayer yeah. type? Guy? No, dev- huge campaign. Like I. Yeah, I'm the opposite. I like Fair I like enough. multiplayer better than campaigns. Fair enough. I just like. A good story is important for Do you like sure. Reading? <laughs> Not particularly, but I mean, there's voice. I like good voice acting in video games. Uh, you say like stories. I don't know if you liked reading also. <laughs> I I you I was a kid that used to read so much though. I read so many books. I saw this a meme kid. and I was like. This guy who just looked like a total badass. And it was like walking into the classic book fair with a 20 in my pocket, waiting to get some Goosebumps books and a Lamborghini <laughs> poster. Literally <laughs> me, dude. Literally me. Oh my God. That's fucking mad funny. The book fair was the best day. Oh my guys, God. Scholastic book fair. That you guys have like this. bagel day in your school uh, or anything I, like that? I get triggered when you say the word bagel. I love bagel. Did you have bagel day or donut day? Uh, yeah, of course, but there's no way you had Bagel Day because you live in Michigan. We had Bagel Day. Bagel, bagels don't bagel bagels don't <laughs> exist in Michigan, bro. I grew up in New Jersey, and I can inform you that that is on, the only place where a true bagel exists. And if you're from New Jersey, you understand. If you're not from New Jersey, you might hate me for this, but it is what it is. I'm sorry. My girlfriend's been big on everything but the bagel seasoning recently. Oh, God. Every time you say bagel, I get a little sad. But that's really cool, dude. Everything <laughs> she, but the bagel seasoning is good. She goes through these phases where she, like, tries a new food out and gets hooked on it for, like, a week. And, like, <laughs> two, two weeks. And her biggest thing was, like, peppers. <laughs> she was, like, she would, like, cut, like, the miniature peppers. Peppers and cream cheese. Cream cheese. And then everything but the bagel dude, seasoning. She on is, it. She, she oh is like, God. every every girl on tiktok bro she's just following the tiktok <laughs> trends baby you're not basically be more original tell her to be more original come on i like everything about the bagel seasoning what's your what's no, your go-to no, bagel? everything but the bagels really oh my everything bagels everything bagels are my favorite bagel i'd go with um, the cheese ones when they had bagel yeah, they had a jalapeno cheddar is pretty nice do you I like, like a jalap- do you like a um cream cheese yeah, yeah cream cheese is good yes um, totally got off topic no but that's, <laughs> that's fine okay. that's I, think we, I think we kind of got to wrap it up here yeah i mean if you guys don't know this. we we host the live claim sales thursday nights at 8 p.m eastern on twitch twitch.tv slash og retro and it's 754 right now as we're recording this so we have five minutes to grab a beer go to the bathroom and hop on and sell you guys some games 
Well, guys, we appreciate you if you've made it to the end of this first episode of the Cards and Cartridges podcast. This is going to be an ongoing uh, experiment and adventure. So bear with yes. us. We're only going to be making improvements, uh, only be coming up with more exciting topics. If you guys any have anything you want us to talk about, please let us know. Yep. Hope you guys have a great rest of your night. Stay safe and see you guys at the clam sale. Oh, or yeah. we saw you guys at the claim sale. Saw you we'll at the claim sale. Because we're releasing this Monday at 8. So we saw them at the claim sale, but then we'll see them at the next one. It's weird. It's a time fuck. But guys, peace.